This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Do we expect too much of our, our sporting heroes? And the reason I say that is that we've seen in the last couple of days, certainly within football, Oligan or Solskjaer, after Man United's win at Everton, we saw Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp also come out in support of Oli after Liverpool's 1-1 draw with Man City last night to say, hey, enough's enough. Footballers are not robots. They need a bit of help because the, the argument being that these games are coming thick and fast and they're not getting enough rest. Do you concur with that assessment? Um, I don't think that they are some... They're not a group of people that should be commanding our sympathy at a time when a lot of other groups of people deserve it far more than they mm. do. I mean, come on, get real. They, they, they're living in their own world and, and those, these are the issues that are dominating the minds of Pep Guardiola and, and uh, Jurgen Klopp. But when... When society at large is asked to pity a group of individuals who tend to earn upwards of 500,000 dirhams a week to play football and they have squads that are capable of being shuffled around, changes that are capable of being made, you know, you can give teams and players within those teams a rest if you are, you know, judicial with your, your squad selection, then are there too many matches? Probably, mm. yeah. Was there too short an off-season? yes. That was unavoidable. Uh, should we scrap a cup? Yeah, definitely said that. The, the Carabao Cup, now the Papa John's Cup, um, needs to go. It's a joke, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. It's not a serious competition. In a congested fixture list already, you know, you can, you can certainly make tweaks. But um, do we need to be crying out in support of footballers? I, I'm not really inclined to do that. Well... I'll tell you my take on it. There's a couple of things to this. I absolutely think they're spot on with one element. And I know Ollie was, it was a bit Fergie-esque, dare I say. He had a big victory, took a lot of the pressure off of him at Goodison Park on Saturday, that 3-1 win at Goodison Park over Everton. And he comes out straight after and he's trying to foster a siege mentality. He comes out to say, it's not good enough. This isn't fair. It's actually, they're doing a great disservice of the powers that be. In Istanbul on Wednesday night in the Champions League, they were made to play the lunchtime kickoff. I think anyone, and I take your point, Rob, that there are more important things on the planet. It's very difficult to give footballers earning huge sums of money and living this gilding, gilded existence to give them too much sympathy. That being said, there is being sensible, and it was a bit much. As Jürgen did point out, What's the problem letting Man United play later on the Saturday? Maybe even giving them the Sunday game. You can be fair with that. It was the same with Spurs. I think Ludogorets on Thursday evening. Again, made to play the early kickoff on the Sunday. And it comes down to it. Surely sense prevails on this to say, you know what, to be fair to all, or to try and be fair to all, we can juggle things around. Liverpool and Man City played Tuesday night. Why couldn't they have played? on the Saturday and allowed your man United to have played on the Sunday. That would have been fair. And I think Jurgen and Pep Because the, been fair the Premier League fixture list, they don't they, they don't bang heads with UEFA, do they? Well no, it's they not make about their own UEFA. fixture list. It's to do with BT and your skies and your B in sports of this world. They rule the roost because of course with the greatest of respects to Burnley, greatest of respects to I'm gonna probably alienate one or two, Fulham, what puts bums on seats? 
is Liverpool Man City. You want them being in a peak time slot, and a peak time slot is a Sunday evening. That is what garners the bigger Surely views. Everton Man U, same could be said. Well, exactly, you could have, and that's what, yeah, you would have switched them, or you should have switched them. Sense would have been to say... I don't, I don't, that was probably Man U's best performance of the season so far. Yeah, but equally, it's come at a cost. You know, Luke Shaw has had to go off, and I take your point, and it, and it leads nicely on, because a lot of uh, managers have said, listen, we should go back up to five subs. That's where I draw the line. I, I don't believe that, because I am fundamentally of the opinion that five subs what that does is that creates a bit of an unfair advantage five substitutes as I said back when it was implemented first time around that to me kind of is a bit of an advantage for the bigger teams the bigger teams that have these bloated squads a three substitutes is fine for me you've just got to be and you've already alluded to it got to be a bit more creative with your selection and if you've got a Luke Shaw, who your your sporting scientist is telling you that he's a bit iffy, and I know there was pressure on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I know he needed a result on Saturday, but he made the decision to start Luke Shaw. That injury has come from that. Uh, so there, there's two for me. Five subs I don't see, but I absolutely believe the Premier League and the broadcasters can have a little bit of sense, and at least, at least, be sensible when it comes to you. If you're travelling in Europe on a Wednesday night, don't give them the Saturday early kickoff. It's not fair. It's not right. You pay good money to see the best product that you possibly can. Yeah, I agree with that. that yeah, fair. I do agree with that. I just the think five that subs? we're making a mountain out of a molehill here. Well, but, but they're right. At the end of the day, they are right to a point because this is the well-being of players. They're not robots, Rob. And I think we do have to take that on board. I know we can say we don't have sympathy for them and the rest of it, but you know they are under huge scrutiny. They're under huge, huge pressures. We know now that, that with, with social media, the advent of social media, oh, to be a player today with the amount of abuse that they take for losing football matches or, God forbid, making a mistake in a football match. But you, you, you pose the question, are we asking too much of our footballers? It's not us asking of them. It's broadcasters asking of them. It's fans as it's, well. It's, of course it's fans, because we demand that they perform at their optimum every game. Yeah, but why, why are all these fixtures spread across? It never used to be like that. That's a broadcast. That's, that's come down to TV. That's come down to money. Again, once again, football has gone to the well. It's put its snout in the trough, yeah. and it's trying to make as much money as possible. And that's why these players and the fixtures are stretched over such an elongated period. It's just there a- used to be a once upon a time in maybe a, a nicer time for football when you could pretty much guarantee that most of the matches would be taking place at 3pm sat- at mm-hmm. on a Saturday in the UK. That doesn't happen anymore. They're spread out. You've got these weird cup games. You've got Champions League fixtures. The Champions League group stages go on for probably way too long. We don't need to play so many fixtures in my opinion there are a lot of pointless fixtures in football that could just be weeded out Cups. and you could you could you could streamline the season you could definitely scrap a cup you could definitely scrap a cup you could just keep the FA cup and that let's be honest no one's life would be any the poorer so if I was to ask you then do you sitting here tonight do you think the Premier League and the broadcasters have more to answer for or do you think your Ollies your Jurgens your Peps need to suck it up and be a little bit more creative with their selection policies I just think that they are in in the public eye let's be honest everyone moans about their job and everyone has elements of their job that they don't like and of course these guys when emotions are running high when they are under pressure and games are coming thick and fast, this is obviously going to be forefront of their mind. The fact that, quite simply, the fixture list is all over the place. Mm. They are playing an awful lot of games. The the pre-season was essentially non-existent. 
Um, and obviously this this whole situation with the pandemic has kind of concertinaed the whole football season. So well, I've been in touch. He says, two-way debate this. Big clubs are playing weekends and European football, and most of them make the international teams, so they don't rest enough. Yeah, a lot of the players, of course, for the big clubs, are then heading off on international duty. But that's but, why... But spreading out the fixtures has allowed television money to, to come in, and players, as a result, are earning more than they used yes. to. Yes, so they, they are. are getting better rewarded for the risks, quote unquote. Yeah. I guess Wayne has kind of succinctly put it. He says there are millions of people around the world who do hard graft day in and day out for much more uh, than 90 minutes a day. I would love to do a bit of hard graft for only three hours a week and then drive my Bentley home to my mansion. And absolutely, I get that, Wayne. You know, equally though, you know, the money is there. I don't think it's the footballer's fault that they do earn the money that they do. The money is there. And it's very difficult for us to, to kind of pass judgment because we are not living their lives. The, the pressure, the untold, the immense pressure that they are under, and, and pressure manifests itself, I appreciate, in different ways. And, you know, you could say a, a footballer's pressure is very different from a brain surgeon's pressure. But equally, they have got to perform. It's all relative. They have got to perform on a Saturday afternoon. You just have to see social media. And I'm guilty of it as well. You've got people like me jumping on, saying that's a disgrace, that's poor, this needs to be sorted. It, mu it must not be easy. That, that treadmill of having to perform and try and pick up three points or win a game for your team. Because if not, I mean, the, the argument is, I guess, you stay off social media, but pff, some of the vitriol that they get... I mean, that, that stress. Um, it's a pretty good career. <laughs> yeah, but... It's I, a pretty good... Like, of all the things you could do in your career, I mean, being a professional footballer is right up there. up there. It's right no up there. No doubt. The adulation of millions. The, Not all the time, but some no, of the time. No, fine. Yeah, every, every sporting profession comes with pr pressure, whether it be rugby, golf, tennis, cricket, American football, they're all under pressure. Um but they are coached and, 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 are, and are helped to deal with that as well. Mm. They have the very best psychologists. They have the very, very best trainers. They have the very best medical teams around them to, they are basically like, uh, you know, like prize bulls, essentially. Mm. They're just, they're, they're specimens that are, are kind of brought to this environment where they're, they're, everything is optimized to allow them to perform at the highest level. Do you have sympathy for footballers that, that do suffer mental demons in of that course, regard? But, yeah, but of course, but like, so they're no different from any, it's just humanity, isn't it? It's people. Exactly. They're, they're, that, they're that, people. That, I, don't, I, don't, I don't look at them as these, these kind of, kind of, to me, they're just people who are good at doing a certain thing and exactly getting, getting rewarded handsomely so for it. So in that regard, there's no difference. They are, they are people. No, of course. They are humans. Listen, and there'll come a time when they retire, and we've actually met a lot of footballers who have been honest to say that, or ex-footballers, retired footballers, to say that they didn't find retiring and reinventing themselves easy at all when they, when they hit sort of 35, 40 years of age and, and sort of kind of had to rehabilitate themselves and, and enter, enter sort of quote-unquote normal life. Because, and we've known, we've, we've sort of socialised with ex-footballers who, who would have said that and been candid about that. James asking the question, why is it when people bring up this topic that money is always brought up? And, and that is a valid point because at the end of the day, and to, to quote you there, Rob, they're no different from you and I. They are playing a sport, they're very good at it, but they're human beings at the end of the day. They will have the same insecurities, a lot of these guys and girls playing the sport of their dreams, their hobbies, whatever. They will have the same foibles, mental, physical... Otherwise, as perhaps me and you. Uh, 
Yeah, and I mean, it's only my own personal opinion, and I, I am absolutely sure that it's not shared by a lot of people. But I, I think that money, a lot of money, it fi- it's very good at fixing problems. It's very good at like making your life easier. But I don't think fundamentally it makes you a happier person. Yeah, money. I completely agree with that. It can erase issues you've got. It can sort. It can definitely make your life a ton easier, and it can certainly improve your lifestyle. But it, does it make you happier in your own skin? I'm, I'm not in, entirely sure that it does. No. I, again, I'm not speaking so I'm not from saying, a place of... I, I don't think that someone who earns 500,000 you know, dirhams a week and drives a Bentley, to me, they're not in, that doesn't instantly mean they're a happier person than someone who earns 10,000 dirhams. Yes. And I, I, I guess finding happiness, and we're getting all philosophical on you, but I do take that point, and that comes back to what I'm saying in terms of these guys and gals, they're, they're, they're not robots. So I think, and it's a little bit of leeway, I'm getting loads of messages in saying, oh, please, you know, giving these guys sympathy. I'm not saying that they sit on the beach for two weeks. All I'm saying is, it's a little sense. It's like, think of it in your workplace, if you were working late at night and being told, you've got to be back in at 7 a.m. in the morning. Now, before anyone messages in to say, I do do that, I bet you, you about it though I bet you have a whinge about it it's just trying to bit of a bit of balance a bit of fairness into it because we don't want to see Trent Alexander-Arnold injured we don't want to see Luke Shaw going off injured you want to see the best players at the end of the day it's entertainment it's for us these guys play football yeah, for themselves there shouldn't sure. be as many matches this is a conversation we've had many times before or if there are going to be matches and, and there has to be if the Premier League have got their, their you know, 38 games and their cup competitions and UEFA have got theirs the Premier League can help to ensure that the best players are on the park they can help your Liverpools your Man U's your Man City's your Chelsea's your Arsenal's your Spurs to be successful in Europe they can help but by, by just being a little bit more sensible with the broadcasters and saying hey guys everyone's trying to make money out of this Sky and BT want their pound of flesh the clubs certainly want their pound of flesh and obviously the Premier League want more eyeballs on their product but it just needs to be a little bit more a bit of a discussion around the table to say right guys enough is enough here we're not asking for too much if you still want Man United Everton to be on your television screens maybe make it 5.30 in the evening as opposed to the 12.30 game there are ways around it Edmund's been back in touch it is the club's responsibility to look after their assets why wouldn't they therefore rest and rotate players there is that argument and Edmund I I am very much with you on that that is an argument you're absolutely right there but you can also understand that for likes of an Oligan or Solskjaer or Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola their jobs are at stake they're under pressure to get results you've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast to enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.